the real trend I and I try to live for, and especially in big companies and when you we have a good content team, is focus on on the user. It's no. always focus on on the, the user's needs, and then sell the benefits, not selling actually the product, but what you're gonna get, uh, what's the, the user gonna get. Welcome to SEO Unveiled. I'm Clay Kramer and I'm here today. I've got a really awesome guest. We've got Joseph Maria Philippe. He uh, is uh, living in the UK in um, near Brighton. And right now, uh, he's got a really am amazing wealth of experience. He's a self-taught SEO. He started in the digital marketing space in 2006. So he's got a ton of great experience when he founded the first online wallpaper shop in Spain with his wife. That must have been a fun time to do that together. And then he arrived in the UK in 2014 and worked in the travel industry uh, and an SEO agency. And he's currently at LTG PLC. It's a really big company with a bunch of different brands in the education space. And this is where he doubled organic traffic in less than one year for one of the brands. Also, he increased leads from organic by more than 150% year over year after migration to a new site. And I know how difficult migrations are because so many of our clients come to us about challenging migrations. And you know, in, in SEO, he believes the user is king, relevancy is the key, and data is your guide. So I'm really excited to have Joseph Maria on, on with us today. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you very much. I'm very happy to, to be here in your show, in your podcast. And yes, chat about what I like, SEO, and hopefully have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're super excited today. So, you know, the first thing I always like to ask people is, you know, SEO is such a unique industry and a unique field. And, you know, you started out in digital marketing in the early 2000s. So it's kind of like, how did you ever get into SEO in the first place? That's it's always such a good story to understand. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I founded my first online wallpaper shop in Spain back in 2006 with my wife. We didn't know uh, anything about about websites. We didn't know anything about design, less <laughs> about yeah. SEO, and so. We got a designer, a very good designer. Uh, the designer knew some people that made the back thing, the uh, the background, the, the e-commerce thing. And we were in the middle, directing the orchestra, you know. We need this, okay, you can do that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, long story short, the, the website was a good success, uh, had a good, very good success. And then the crisis came, we invested our money, um, not very wisely in some digital marketing agencies that were not very good at the moment. And yeah, then we started, I started with SEO in 2008 because it was quite mystery to me how yeah. we, because we appeared in the first place always and we didn't spend any, we didn't spend the time in PPC. Never. Mm -hmm. And so I started to dig in the SEO things. I had my first Google penalty to do some not very good things, but I was just experimenting, you know? Sure. And, 
then we, uh, you know, in SEO, you kind of learn quite quickly. Um, and then in 2010, we started to do some blogs to support the, the, um, the, 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 the shop. And we started to do some other blogs, uh, starting to do blogs for other people. Then I started as well to do some SEO services, local, then a bit more, um, yep. you know. Um, and then until 2014, that the, cri the crisis was, you know, quite hard. And then we decided to go to the UK, where it seemed um, where <laughs> greener pastures there's and a lot of room to grow in the digital marketing, sure. especially in the SEO field. Um, so yeah, uh, that's more or less how we started. How we yeah, started. I mean, that's a crazy, crazy story. You kind of got lucky with SEO in the beginning, and you just figured out you needed to work that, and that's cool. That's really cool. And I'm glad you made a move to the UK because it sounds like you had a lot of great experience there after that, um, working at you know some unique and interesting bigger brands too. So, you know, one of the things that I always wonder about is, you know, since you've gotten, you know, you started out by developing kind of your own site and really focused on a product and things like that, like what trends in general from your past really kind of helped you in SEO? Um, and make, you know, get you really excited about your work in SEO? Yeah, if you're talking about trends, in the past, uh, were more trends were a bit more technical. You know, in 2006, 2008, it was like Wild West. Yeah. You were stuffing, you know, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, and you're set. So it, then it became a bit more difficult. As everyone knows, with the arrival of Panda algorithm was a quite a big hit than Hummingbird or the other way around anyway. So then things started to be a bit more complicated. But the real trend I, and I tried to live for, and especially in big companies and when you, we have a good content team, is focus on, on the user. It's no. always focus on, on the, the user's needs and then sell the benefits, not selling actually the product, but what you're going to get, uh, what's the, the user going to get from, from your product. It's much interesting. Yeah. Oh, instead, right. of, instead of telling them the features, do you tell them the benefits that they're actually going to achieve from the, from the product? Yeah, that's uh, why we had some good results uh, in one of the case we probably going to comment later um but yeah definitely it's more user focus um what the user needs do some research and then uh, try to you know create the content for them not so, for search engines <laughs> so you mentioned you mentioned research and I kind of want to dig in more about that. So you talk about really focusing on the user, and I think that's super important. And a lot of SEOs talk about that, but I think that you guys do it a little bit differently. You talk about the kind of effort and experience of, of user research that you guys do that has helped you really understand users. Yeah, so we have gone through several migrations um, 
on the websites we have. And then the very first point is research. It's um, and it's useful, um, sorry, both for UX and for SEO because uh, we can understand what the user needs and what are they looking for, what they want from our website or our products, and then we try to fit this with the keyword research as well. Oh, you have to to have some keyword research, and then you try to to put this thing together and you know, create a good copy, telling the benefits more than, than the product. And I think that's key, that's key. So it's a very important thing um, to do your user research. Uh, you really need to understand your user. Otherwise, <laughs> how are you gonna figure out your content, right? Yeah, so I mean, when, you, when you're, Doing re user research, do you end up asking them like kind of SEO related questions or or how do you kind of really get to understand like if you're going to write content or you're going to develop pages that are specific to them, how are you going to make sure, like how, how do you kind of blend that together? So usually it's not me that makes the questions for the research, but yeah. usually it's the, the UX, the UX department, but they have these SEO mindset as well. They yeah. know how important it is. So it's a long questionnaire, but basically it's what do they like about the website or the brand, what they feel we don't meet or, or you know. Sure, what's missing. What, what's missing, exactly. What can we do better? And yeah you know, all these kind of things. And from there, you can extract a, a lot of, you, know, you get insights yeah. that can be applied specifically when doing the, the websites and the navigation as well, or yeah. It's kind of useful. Yeah, very useful. Yeah. Nav navigation is key because everybody wants in on, nav on navigation. Every, it's like every person in the company wants in on the navigation. <laughs> wow, so, and it's a very, com um, because it's a space that w with a lot of competition because as you said um, this department wants to be in these other ones I like to have a link as well so one of um, the redesigns the latest redesigns we have done um, we have gone from like a mega menu with I don't know 30 something or 40 links in the yeah. menu to only six so these have several benefits because you concentrate the link equity in those uh, power pages, if you want. Yeah. And it trickles down to the other ones. So, so you can run better. I mean, I, I really like, I like that because that's really very user focused because a user isn't going to be able to like even understand 30 or 40 choices of like exactly. what's going on. I mean, like it's so much, so many choices. It's like, I mean, you see some e-commerce pages where, you know, sure, you got like women's tops, bottoms, like they, you know, like or like Amazon. Maybe you got like so many categories of things because they're different things. But um, so I can understand a few of those use cases, maybe making sense. But there's very rare. I feel like that you need more than something like six or eight or something like that, some kind of manageable number that you can kind of understand. Well, is this an area that that I'm going to navigate to next or not? Um, but you know, from my background of like working on in teams where, you know, we wanted to get in the nav, how, 
how were you able to get like 25 different people to say, yes, remove me from the nav? I feel like that, <laughs> that must have been like, you must be a really, really good negotiator. How did you not do that? Me. I'm sorry, I am not, I'm not. So I, the credit goes to the UX department. Yeah. And, but they instilled some of the, probably some of the, the SEO needs and make, make them understand how important it is. So, but basically wow. it's for the user. I mean, it's, it, when you have so many choices, it's really, really difficult to, okay, well, where do I go? Oh, and this item is repeated in this other section of the menu. So it's easier if you go, I think, like in big areas, big pages, and then in those pages, you're going to find out whatever you yeah. are looking for. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds to me like your user, you know, your UX team has been really key in actually advancing some SEO missions because, you know, a lot of, there's a lot more focus on the user right now than there was 10 years ago when it comes to SEO. You know, 10 years Absolutely. ago or even five years ago, just write some good content and we'll figure out what to do with the user after that kind of thing. We're just driving traffic. But now I feel like it's very different. And what you're talking about seems really interesting to me because I feel like SEO is like at the center of everything. And you're partnering with the UX team to get some of your SEO initiatives advanced. And that, yeah. that, that's um, really, that seems like really helpful because um, I felt like years ago, the SEO team was kind of an island. And can you explain how you've been able to kind of, you know, communicate the mission of SEO beyond the SEO team to get other departments to understand and, and um, you know, help, mm -hmm. help get your strategy implemented? So I, as I told you, I contact so much credit as, as, my, um, as my colleague in the UX department. So I have been very, very lucky to, to you know, to, to be in this team. Um, they are very aware of how important it is, uh, UX and SEO working together. And yeah. everything we do, we have a lot of communication and they have SEO in mind as well, always. And so kind of they, they sell me better than me in that case they sell SEO better than me and yeah they are very good at doing the their the work as well so yeah it's kind of I feel fortunate that, <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's good that's good yeah and yeah I usually you know I always try to make everyone understand how SEO important how important SEO is and try to come up with always with a rational why to implement some things, some changes, and you know try to explain in a very easy way for everyone to understand, not too much jargon, and you know it's I think it's the way to go. Okay, so less jargon, explain kind of the mission and and try to partner up with one or two people across departments that can help yeah. that can help you know help together create a better product for everybody right 
So yeah, with yeah. UX cool. and SEO combined, you get to help create an experience that one can drive traffic and two convert and lead to good experience for the user and then exactly. purchasing the product. That's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, interesting. So um, let's see. You know, I think you know you've got you've got a lot of good kind of tidbits and tactics and things that you've done in the past. You know, is is there something you've that you know everyone in our industry is trying to do that you think you've discovered a better way to do? Well, that would be a bit pretentious, probably. <laughs> um, I can talk only by myself, and I what I'm very proud is to to have reached a point or for example when i'm doing internal SEO audits yeah is that um i i try to do the audits uh, in a way that everyone can understand and to my surprise this was the very first time that when i delivered the audits uh, internal audits for all the brands um it was it came to a surprise to me that the, some directors uh, congratulate me because they could understand what we were talking about in the audit. <laughs> so it means that's not uh, too much technical, so they could understand. I mean, yeah. it's very easy to get lost with SEO because, you know, there's a lot of jargon. There is, yeah. And and for me, that was, a, you know, I'm proud of this achievement. So, you know, out there, they could understand what I was talking about. And the other, the other one is uh, have, have introduced the data, um, very data driven in the sense that I use a, a lot of uh, data to, you know, to, to guide the strategy and, and to do all my work. And I use a lot uh, data studio. I mm -hmm. discovered data studio some years ago and uh, I was just amazed uh, <laughs> with with everything you can do with it, and yeah. So I tried to gather the data, put the, the reports in an easy visual way to understand, and yeah, try to help the marketing team with that data. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much what I could do in that aspect. Oh, and I use Crawl Screaming Frog with sure. Data Studio to to um to better understand internal linking. Yep. And I've created a dashboard. Probably someday I'm gonna share that <laughs> with the community. The dashboard with from the crawl, and then you can find um, how many internal links the page has mm -hmm. from the header or from the footer or from the actual blog content. And I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, so, I mean, sounds like you created your own SEO tool there. But uh, you know, yeah. for, for someone who who says leave the jargon at home when you're presenting to other people because that's the that's the way to to bridge the gap. But then you've got you've got a really insightful technical side of yourself of how to actually figure out all the internal links from Screaming Frog. Uh, you know, we we use. I, I use Screaming Frog from time to time to check to see how our crawler is doing, right? So if a, a client says, hey, Clay, you know, I don't know why um, you're showing that, that, you know, you're getting, I don't know, 
400s or, you know, some or 414s or 410s or, you know, some of these weird error codes. And I'll say, okay, let me try Screaming Frog because that's not our server. That's my, my you know, my my own internet connection that's completely different than our than our AWS server and it's a completely different product. So let's see how that does and I'll get the same thing. And so I know I know that they have a problem. Um, yeah, so it's, a good, it's a super good check. It's a, it's yeah. a super helpful crawler. So so big fan. Absolutely of that. one of the best um, yeah. tools yeah. in in your in your box. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We we definitely we definitely like that tool. So. What, what do you think everyone in our space should stop doing? Uh, stop doing. Um, I just the, the most important is trying to game Google, game the system. To, I mean, I don't feel like, for example, PBNs is a good thing. Um, buying links, you can buy links, obviously. Uh, good bug links, which can cost you quite a bit of money, but not these a bit shady links, you know, $100, three links, and I don't know. I, I don't think this is good. I, the main thing they should think about is how I can better serve my users. That's the best thing sure. you can think of. And then, obviously, uh, create good content and it can give you good backlinks. And we, with my wife, we, I have a, a website, uh, an affiliate site, mm -hmm. some affiliate sites, and I have, we do some testing there as well. And if you really focus on the user and user experience and um, answering you know, the, what the query as quickly yeah. as possible, it, it can give you a, a good reward as well. And you don't need as many links, as many bag links. But uh, stop doing, I mean, stop doing avoiding internal bag links, for example, <laughs> and all these kind of things. And don't focus, I mean, technical SEO, it's, it's a thing as well. And there's a lot of people that focus very much on technical SEO. Yeah. As long as you have the basics right, don't obsess about that. I mean, if the website loads in 3.5 seconds, that's right. Yeah. Um, okay, it's not two seconds, but 3.5 is why it, it's okay. And if the user experience overall is is good, it that's not a problem. So focus on the user. Use, I mean, it's that easy and that complex, you know, I mean, because the, the funny things. thing is when it comes to technical SEO, I feel like, feel like there's, there's so much room for, for expanding that 3.5 seconds, right? I have a client where, you know, we, we take screenshots of, you know, live sites. And so for one client of mine, I have to do a 60 second delay because some of their pages are so heavy. And I want to make sure I get the whole thing. And, you know, I could do five seconds. I could do 10 seconds. I could do 30 seconds. But like, you know, when I was doing 10 seconds, I was getting stuff cut off. And so I'm like, <laughs> if it's not loading in 10 seconds, 
it's, it's, it's like, I feel like it's not a good experience. It's a really bad experience for a lot of users, Definitely. but sometimes some of these technical, there's, there's a lot of technical challenges in maybe some enterprise or old infrastructure that's hard to overcome. So it's almost like the SEOs want it to load in two seconds, but it's like the technical challenges to get there with the current infrastructure is so overwhelmingly challenging that, you know, yeah. sometimes they can't. Okay, one of the things they, they should stop doing is, you know, um, let the JavaScript rendering for the client. That's a no-no. <laughs> Just, you know, compile your JavaScript render in HTML and, you know, um, be wiser. You, you can't expect a, a website to load in eight seconds or 10 seconds on your mobile. Simply, it's not going to work. Yeah, uh, we we use we move we are trying to move all our websites to Sanity. You know Sanity, the Sanity platform. No. it's a headless CMS based on so the bug and is um, JavaScript and React. But then mm -hmm. when you compile the site, there's a like an interpreter called Gatsby, and the website it renders is pure HTML. It's like it's like a, a pre-rendering system, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you're very good. And everything is in the cloud. It's everything cloud-based. So you have your assets like in, in many um in many clouds or many servers. I don't know. Yeah. It's quite nice a nice um uh system. Yeah. Nice I, I, I you know, I think there's a lot of different ways to do it. And I feel like um, a lot of people are using some of these, you know, pre-rendering systems and things like that. So, uh, so definitely it, it's, it's definitely, we can get into the weeds on stuff like that, but let's, uh, <laughs> let's step back into, well, now we say what people should stop doing. What should they start doing? What, what do you think people need to do more of? Well, with the latest Google update, just, you know, focus on the user. As I as said earlier, as, as said earlier, just sell the benefits and not the product. Yeah. And do your user research, what they actually looking for. But if you have the possibility, ask your clients directly. I mean, it's okay to do research and yeah. okay. And don't use only um, a software like Samrise or I don't know if SEO Radar has keyword research. Sorry about that. <laughs> but don't rely only on just one source. Look at the SERPs. Yeah. The SERPs offers a lot of information. When people, you know, um, the suggestions or down in the bottom, at the bottom of the page of Google, yeah. And just look at the steps of what Google is offering that they think the, the user wants. But if you have the possibility, I know that not everyone has this possibility, but you know, ask your clients directly. So I, I love that because I feel like sometimes when I talk to clients, they tell me things in uh, like addiction, like the words that they choose end up being a little different than the way that I would necessarily describe it. And that can really help with content creation and thinking about the benefits, like you said, like how am I positioning my product when they are searching? 
what terms would they use? You know, maybe the keyword research comes up with with one term, but I'm also hearing people use this yep. other kind of term that's similar. So, hey, you can use that in the body of the of of the copy too to try to like make it understood like more familiar for certain types of users. The challenge is you're never going to be able to get the the right words of every single person, but just by listening to that it can broaden i feel, feel like it broadens my mind of understanding well there's they're saying this so maybe it's just a little tinge different than what i was thinking it was which is and it could be, yeah it's super helpful and sometimes it's a, uh, a keyword or sorry a keyword a word that you haven't think of and and you can incorporate it in in the copy i just said and that ties with the zero volumes uh, keywords that it's quite a thing right now and everybody everybody knows that you can use some sometimes some keywords that a priori you, you they say oh this is a zero volume and it can bring good very good and valuable traffic as well so yeah. yeah can, can you can you kind here. of explain explain that for people that hadn't really heard so much about zero volume keywords? Yeah, I mean it's all these keywords that Google probably or Google Ads or any software that to do the keyword search. So this is zero search volume. Then you go, for example, to Search Console, and you have like three thousand uh, three hundred impressions in a month for that exact exact keyword. And you go, oh, so they are telling me there's no volume. And I have appeared 300 um, times in, in in the Google list. So then you can use that. I I do this um, in, in my reports with Data Studio. Yep. So these are the, you know, the opportunities. And you have a lot, a big column of keywords with a lot of impressions. I mean, sometimes thousands impressions. Mm -hmm. And no clicks or very, you know, sure. low number of clicks. And then if you go to, to the your keyword research research software, it tells you that there's no volume. Yeah. So use for example yeah. search console so, to so your advantage you yeah. Yeah. yeah look at the impressions and probably you have a goal mind there sure yeah i mean is that is it that essentially that the people that are ranking for that term don't really match what that user is really looking for that they come up with a zero volume score or is it just that there's just a data mismatch where they're like yeah this is not enough to even report on um, to be honest, I don't know. Probably it's something that um, the software hasn't had the, the time to catch the trend yet. Yeah. I mean, this, this could be. I don't know how the software works. Uh, probably Google Ads is not so accurate in that aspect. Yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly, but what I can tell you for sure is if you get this data from search console you can you have a gold mine there yeah definitely that's great it's, and it's very you know um a good intent a very good intent very in 
you know, spot on, I think. Sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we're we're big fans of Google Search Console here. Um, so we, yeah, so that definitely a big fan of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I think now we, we got a little bit of time to just, you know, sh- you know, shine the spotlight on you, any projects you're working on that you'd like to talk about and tell people about or uh, anywhere where people could get in touch with you. I think it's been a, a um, lot of... A lot of great time. So I feel like people people are going to have questions and want to reach out to you. Oh, yeah. Um, they can reach me on LinkedIn, basically. I have my website under construction for a while. <laughs> but yeah. they can reach me <laughs> on LinkedIn. Um, I don't know my address, but is, if they look for my name, Joseph yes. Maria Philippe, um, they're going to find me there or... Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't use Twitter very much. I have an account on Twitter, JM Philip. And yeah, it's basically this this channel. Um, um, so I, I can't remember the first question. <laughs> yeah. So are there any projects you're working on that they oh, yeah. like people to know about? Um, well, we are basically working on some other projects, internal projects on LTG, and mm-hmm. that because uh, they have recently acquired GPE strategies, and we are doing some exciting things um, for all all the brands, uh, some brands specifically, but it's all about migrations, as I said before. Um, some of the w- sites are still in WordPress, and we are moving to. Uh, sanity, sanity CMS, yeah, with the bespoke CMS, which I had the opportunity to um, collaborate and say, you know, um, say something in the construction of this, in the building of this CMS. So I, I have some SEO bits there, and I like migration. So as as you told earlier. Like migrations. I don't well, know any other SEO that likes migrations. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I mean, you have to to have a lot of things in you know um, into the account, and yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, we work a lot with spreadsheets, massive spreadsheets, and VLOOKUPs and everything. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and then tinkering with Google Search Console, and well, there's definitely a lot of opportunity with a site migration. I think that's the that's the that's the positive. The risk is the challenge of you know risking traffic, but I think that's that's where people get scared. Um, but I feel yeah. like that there's a lot of opportunity to make the experience better, to make it faster, to improve on the things that are more challenging to improve upon technically. That yes. You, that, that the site migrations allow you to get to. Yeah, for example, going away from WordPress it's to another more yeah. secure platform, um, more speed um, with, you know, Sanity is quite, quite, it's a, it, it acts like a single page application. It's quite uh, quick, very fast. And there's an opportunity, you know, to prune some content as well recycle some of the content and at the end of the day to make a, a better user experience so yeah uh, yeah we are working right now on that <laughs> awesome and, well it sounds like a, a really a really great project 
Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, I really, I really enjoyed talking to you because I feel like you've got such a wealth of experience and such a, such a focus on users that's beyond most, most SEOs are doing today. So, you know, Joseph, Maria, like, thanks so much for joining us on SEO Unveiled. I really appreciate the time. It's been a wonderful time for you sharing your story. And I just want to thank you for, for coming on. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, it's been really great. I think I talked a bit too much, maybe, but... Um, oh, it's, you know, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's, it's great. I like it very much. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you, you for so, having me. Thank and you thank so you for much. your time.